Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Fifth Column Podcast. This is your almost weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle of people that make it and occasionally ourselves. This is episode 108, recorded on the evening of July 25th, 2018. That's true. I'm Camille Foster. I do various things at a place called Freethink. I'm delighted to be with you this evening. Matt Welch, the editor-at-large of Reason Magazine, is someplace in Europe, uh, apparently trying to thwart the Loser. will of... I think the... he's working for Steve Bannon now. <laughs> well, in that's Europe. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something called like the people's will. Or he's, something. Actually, <laughs> he's actually working at <laughs> like Frexit. Quadruple, yeah, yeah, a exactly. quadruple agent. He's in France. <laughs> Those... uh, weirdly, he's speaking German, but he's in France. <laughs> Those melodious voices are uh, Michael C. Moynihan, national correspondent for HBO's Vice News Tonight, and my very good friend, Hi. Anthony Fisher, senior editor at The Week. I know that because I have it written down in front of me. Wow. That's I'm that's an improvement. Wonderful idea yeah. as well. Fisher. Yeah, you get his name right this time. Yeah. Well, we try. His name is not Bill Fisher, as you've been calling him for two years. Yeah. Well, his, his right. mama name is Bill. I'm yeah, I'm gonna call him Bill. <laughs> um, but we're also joined this week by. We got a guest. We have a guest, yeah. and you know what, Jane? I asked you to pronounce your name for me she several did. times. I'm gonna try my best oh, to dude, screw it up. Right. It's so it's ridiculous. Jane Coaston. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Like a boss. Yeah. Jane is the senior political reporter at Vox, where she is the resident authority on conservatives mm-hmm. and Republicans mm-hmm. and various things, MAGA, and a number of other species of knuckle-dragging misanthropes. Um, she's Jane, also, you can't see this, but she's wearing a MAGA hat, which I thought it's was true. weird. That was a weird choice. It's true. It, it, as it a journalist. Was. It yeah, was. That's true. Well, Jane, what is your favorite part about being a conservative? What do you love most about that? Uh, it, it, it's super fun all yeah. the time, you know, because sometimes the state is good and sometimes the state is bad, and it's really up to the president to decide. This for is true. Whom yeah. So, so how did you good. get? How did you get on the conservative beat? I'm. I've always just been interested in it. Um, yeah. I think, you know. For me, like I grew up, my my parents are like rock ribbed Democrat. Can you be a rock ribbed Democrat? Yeah. Let's decide. It's usually rock ribbed. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, let's say that you yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, you know, union members and, and yet like, you know, I grew up in Cincinnati in the late nineties, early two thousands in which everyone was like, people voted for Clinton because like it's 1996 and it's just what you did. But then, you know, people were big fans of Bush and I lived near, not in like the biggest Republican donor neighborhood, um, in Ohio, Indian Hill, which is very wealthy. Also the where a lot of the movie Traffic was filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so I knew a bunch of people who were Republicans, but like they couldn't, it was a more of like an identity thing than a politics thing. And I was like, this is so interesting to me because it's like, it was as if, you know, you'd entered like, I, I was as interested in this as I am. I'm like, oh, you're a Rastafarian. Explain yeah. that to me. I'm like, oh, so Hyla Selassie, he's God, yeah. uh-huh. but he's dead, exactly. but he's not dead. And I'm like, oh, tell me more. And then, and, and then some other guy says Russell Kirk is God. And you're like, wow, this is actually just as interesting. I actually Whitaker read... Chambers is God. It's a less uh, compelling story. Yeah, less compelling. I actually yeah. was reading some Russell Kirk earlier today yeah. uh, to talk to talk about um economics which was really interesting because i'm I'm working on a piece that's kind of about like explaining different conservative economic models to non-conservatives and it was fascinating because a lot of russell kirk is so like come on everybody we can all get together everything's fine capitalism is our friend 
end. And I was like, oh, this is it's so like folksy. It, it kind of reminded me like if you ever read old school books where people hyphenate the word today. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's my stuff right there. Camille does that too. That's very, very strange. <laughs> but so one of the things, one of the reasons <laughs> that you're the resident authority on conservatives is that unlike many of the people that you work with, you've actually met them. Yes. You've actually interacted <laughs> with them. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying just Vox. I think this is probably the case in a lot of media outlets in yeah. DC and in New York. Um, and it is, I once had a coworker. Um, or I was out in the middle of the country at, at, at some, I won't place it in time because then that will place my my employer at the time, um, who uh, walked away from an event uh, which was full of people that they typically wouldn't um, be around. And the drive back to the hotel was him and uh, like in this amazing, it was kind of like, do you remember Eddie Murphy's Raw? Yeah. Do you remember when he's talking about, when, when he's talking about um, N.S. Cosby, rest in peace, talking about, he's like, he's like, Pop, he said these things. And he said, that was what he was doing. He was like, he's like, Phil Florin, Phil, he's like, Pop, he said these things. And it was like, this guy's next to me, he's like, he's like, oh, and then they said this. And I was like, yeah, no, I know, they're, they're conservative. Did, did you give him, did you give him Richard Pryor's response to yeah, that? You tell Bill to have Colin Stone, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And yeah, but it's really interesting that, that so many people are, are amazing amazed and alarmed by by conservatives and also um religious people yeah i mean i grew up in massachusetts not a lot of religious people but it's the funny thing recently i've seen is that um if you (laughs) go to a dinner party in new york city or dc or something and you say i really really can't stand catholics uh, (laughs) and here's why people are like oh yeah totally try doing that with other religions and just say like i really am not a big fan of these muslims i think think (laughs) it's like you're gonna be like asked to leave immediately so, Especially because I, you know, I'm, I I was raised Catholic and I'm a somewhat lapsed Catholic, and so I just yeah. want to get into you know the specificity of like wh- what is it? Yeah. Is it transubstantiation? Vatican, are, are you Vatican real? Two. <laughs> Woo, it yeah. all went wrong. It there. was like, that was like the second house party movie. The first one was good, but I, would actually I didn't like need to, the second one. I would actually like to spend the rest of this time talking about what you mean by somewhat lapsed Catholic. Mm. What what parts of Catholicism are you still holding on to? Well, is it I the wafers really, that you can't give up on? So I think that it's I. This is going to sound very strange, but there Mm. was something about growing up Catholic where I'm like, this is just the right way to do it. Mm. And now my wife and I, we now go to a Methodist church that's very LGBT accepting. So Methodist. But um, so that helps with the lapsing, by the way. Well, yes, but it it was interesting because, you know, we go to a very LGBT accepting United Methodist church, except a lot of Methodism is like you have all these committees and meetings and all these like, oh, we have to go to this conference. And I'm like, not in Catholicism generally. Like, you know, the Council of Bishops would meet and they'd be like, all right, you're going to say and with your spirit now. Yeah. And you'd be like, hmm. OK, it's a less Soviet religion. Yeah. There's not a lot of workers councils and things. <laughs> but Which, why, why do you still go to church anyway? I mean, what is the motivation? To, I to... think for me, I just enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I still believe in God. I feel as if I felt the presence of God in my life. And I, I don't think I've ever, I've said this out loud before, but like, I still feel that presence. And I, it's when I am in spaces where I can focus on that, I'm like, this is good and pleasant. And then you hmm. leave and you're like, oh, this is nice. It's like oh. a, we, in a, the closest I could think of it is like, if you go to the gym and then afterwards you're like, I did that. <laughs> Yeah, Good job. You that's your spiritual endorphins. I actually know exactly what you really. Mean. Yeah, I've never I, heard. I, it had, that that, way I had it come up works. once, and I realized it was the Wellbutrin. I was like, it's not. <laughs> it's actually not um, a religious experience. Not to sound like Sam Harris or something. <laughs> well, Sam Harris has his own his own religious experience.
experience. He's like into meditation. <laughs> and some debating other your boss. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> debating I, I people and race and IQ. I was going to mention Not want to discuss. By the way, I just we're not going to talk about this at all. But I just I want to say one thing, and you know what that is? I don't know. Is that if you ever find yourself in a place where you're like, let's talk about race and IQ, just leave the building. No good can come of this. This is me every Thursday. Yeah, I know. You're you're a phrenologist. Kamala's has calipers in his back pocket. That's not true. That's not true. But Jane, is there anyone else at Vox who has a specialization the way that you do? Like, is there who is the your libertarian or liberal counterpart? Um, I would say liberal counterpart would probably be uh, Dylan Matthews, who talks a lot about liberal issues, and it's it's interesting because, but I I feel as if like those views are you know it's it's good to get them fairly represented because otherwise you have moments like you know when you have Fox and Friends send someone to a, a Alexandria I don't know her full name the Ocasio Cortez yeah. yeah you go to her like you send someone <laughs> to her rally who's from the Daily Caller who's like everyone just want to talk about families and mm. they sound so afraid mm. and you're like that's not scary but I think it's the same thing because I feel as if there's a, like a caricature of conservatives that people are arguing with it's like you know in Plato's cave metaphor it's like everybody's just yelling at the shadows on the wall and not turning around and looking at the fire however then unfortunately a large part of the right has turned into those caricatures mm-hmm. where they're just and it's so funny because you have some of these people who are just like I'm very conservative and very far right and now they're like yes we should bail out farmers with lots of money yeah, exactly. based on tariffs that yeah. we invented and yeah I'm I mean like, it's a party of grifters now I mean yeah. there's so many of these people that are associated with Trump and, and particularly ones that come up uh, during all these investigations, these, you know, Papadopoulos and these types of people, that they are the guys in D.C. that were, uh, I saw in, when I used to live there, as these kind of conservative grifters. Right. I and mean, they would just show up at like CPAC, you never knew what they did. Yeah. And they were just like shaking their cup and waiting for the Trump thing to happen. There, there's a great piece in uh, The Baffler a couple of years ago that talked about how, like, why it is that conservatives are uniquely vulnerable to being grifted mm-hmm. and how much of like, you know, human events or a lot of other publications so much of it was just like start at the top talking about like Edmund Burke and conservative ideals and by the end of it, it's like and that's why you should send us like blah 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 to do huh. blah 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 and you're like yeah. oh man this is yeah. like uh, initial coin offerings and gold for libertarians <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah so when you talk to your co-workers and um, friends and, and comrades at Vox and you cover this. I mean, what is the thing that you find that they most often misunderstand about conservatives? I think that there is an argument, and I, you know, people have talked a lot about this, is that like these arguments are not being made in good faith. That in some sense that there's an idea that like, no, they don't really think this. They think this. They're saying that, but mm-hmm. really they want to like you know, shut down all public schools or, you know, like tear up the roads and have no roads because public roads are evil. Are you talking about me? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. tweeting yeah. you. <laughs> Sorry. I, and I think that there, there's a sense on both, you know, I, I, I will not use the term both sides after this yeah. because I don't think that it's fair or true. But there is a sense on both sides that each side is actually acting in bad faith and that, you know, you don't really think this. You actually think like you should fucking die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's that's the most challenging thing is that like you know there is there is a logic to a lot of 
you know, to conservatism to, you know, obviously there's a lot of conflict, conflicting logic, you know, Mm. you don't get, you know, Pat Buchanan and kind of William F. Buckley and the people at commentary versus the people at weekly standard versus Breitbart or something like that. You don't get them all in the room and get like, ah, yes, like one cohesive concept, but there is an idea here. And I think that getting, you know, it's not just, you know, I think a lot of what we see or what I see on the right is kind of not so much ideas, but anti ideas Hmm. where it's, and I mean that not in like in op- opposition to thinking. I mean that in like, well, we don't like this because they're doing it. I think that's right. We, you know, like we're opposed to this purely because they're doing it. To which, own yeah. the libs. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. You all you want to do is own the libs. No, so if I can bring it back to the 1930s, it's yeah. the beginning of I think horse feathers or, or, or duck soup. The the Marx Brothers movie. Whatever it is, I'm against it. No matter what it is or who commenced it, I'm against mm-hmm. it. But I think that's right. It's um, duck soup. I think that it's duck soup. Yeah, I think it's right. Uh, uh, partially, it's it's right. It's right about people in D.C. I think that's uh, absolutely right. But I think the other presumption. Um, let's just take. We could take conservatives and their thoughts about liberals. Yeah. Let's say liberals about conservatives because that's what we're talking about now. You know that sense that that they don't mean it or you yeah. know it's bad faith. The other, the opposite is true when they think of and talk about. Um, conservative voters, right. Republican voters. They think that, I mean, I've talked to so many people in D.C., and I don't consider myself a member of any of these tribes, but I often talk to liberals who believe that everyone, I've talked about it in the show quite a bit, that everybody who votes for Donald Trump or votes for George W. Bush uh, or Mitt Romney is suffering from false consciousness. Right. That, you know, and it's it's the Tom Frank thing of what's the matter with, with Kansas. And I, and, and again, I, like, I, I sort of beating this drum constantly on the show, but it's, who the fuck are you to say that, you know, somebody in Kansas is, quote, voting against their self-interest? Right. Who are you to determine what their self-interest is? They might put their religious faith above, you know, some sort of welfare program that's going to help their sibling or their, their you know, ill child. That's just, you cannot sort of govern that in any way. And so I see this often of like, well, these guys are, are do it for this reason, but the voters. Yeah. If only we were to explain it to them and only we were to get rid of Fox, uh, Fox and Friends and if only we were to clean up Facebook and get these Alex Jones, everyone would be on our side and they'd understand. Which Not I true. think also leads to this sense, this weird infantilization of Trump voters where it's like, ah, we must go to them. Like, you know, like the Maoist, like send down to the people <laughs> sure. and we will go to them yeah. and explain our ways. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, they know our ways. The Maoists didn't they... explain very much, by the way. Oh. They did a lot of shooting <laughs> and That's starving. Well, I think they, 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 there, was a br- there was a brief, a brief moment ex- of explanation, yeah, yeah. and then they moved on yeah. to shooting. And then they put the dunce cap on you, yeah. the sign around you, and then yeah. shot you in the nape of the neck. It's exactly. Fun. Yeah. But it's, it's true. It, it, it it's is true. true. It is true. Uh, just by the way, you have Google images of the Cultural Revolution. Yeah. Dunce caps, literal, literal dunce yeah. caps. I'm not and as someone who, <laughs> you know, with the new tariffs, all of my Great Leap Forward jokes have yeah. finally come back. Yeah, great. Yeah. I've been like, yeah. I've been making a lot of new economic plan jokes. Yeah. This is the one of those moments where I'm like, the greatest joy I have is that I majored in history and I paid a lot of attention, and now I can right. make jokes. I, 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 I get, just... People got mad at me for making a uh, Cambodian Holocaust reference. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were talking about... Um, they were talking the about snacks. Face, face, they, were talking, <laughs> they were talking about Facebook. They were talking about Holocaust denial. And I said, well, what about certain academics who don't think that the Cambodian Holocaust happened, or if it did happen, it wasn't all that bad? Edward Herman and, and Chomsky. Yeah, and people were so, like, kind of giving me a real serious think eye. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed and to Herman disclose by, that sort of and, thing. And by the way, Edward, Edward Herman also, uh, he's my favorite, because he's a Rwandan genocide denier. Look this up. It's actually true. Wait, huh? Yeah. I thought Seymour Hirsch was bad for just being like, Syria, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Herman, who died um, fairly recently, yeah, makes that. And by the way, I don't care... 
what your politics are. I don't care if you work at Vox. I don't care if you work at The Daily Worker. Yeah. Um, you made an NEP joke, and you're okay in my book. That's After good. that, a new economic policy joke, you're fine. I, I, but it's, it's, Look it up, kids. It's a great period in the 1920s true. in Russia. It, it's funny, though, because... we got to fuck with this capitalism got, shit before we go and destroy everybody's life. Someone got very mad at me on Twitter for making a Great Leap Forward joke, because mm. I was talking about how like Trump would probably... If you suggested, like, let's smelt iron in our own front yeah, yard, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, yeah let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And someone was like, that's not going to really yeah. happen. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that that that's kind of the point. Yeah, there's there's a great book, a Frank Dickotter's book about the Great Leap Forward, which I reviewed. I, I read think. I read that book. It's really good. But there's a whole great bit about uh, about the smelting, <laughs> the the home smelting kits that you got to like, um, you know, boil your uh, forks uh, and things for the revolution. Well, but we, yeah, we were talking a lot about conservatives. There's quite a bit of analysis happening here of of who these people are. And what the hell they want. Um, I've certainly been trying to figure this out um, since the Trump ascendancy. Before that, I actually thought I knew. Yeah. I thought I had some idea of what was going on. I thought that there might have been something to the whole Tea Party thing for a little while and yep. their talk about deficits. Do, do you remember deficits? Yeah, do you de remember that thing that we were very worried about? I, I, yeah. you know, I wrote this piece and I talked to all these Tea Party people and they're like, you know, the most important thing is to like kick out Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan because they're getting in the way of Trump's agenda. And I was like, mm -hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what what happened to spending? It's incredible. Where, where it's, we talk, like big curious. government used to be a thing. Yeah, Remember the, these words? 16 sure. now, yeah. I guess I guess now to 12 billion dollar bailout yes, for farmers billion, who are now suffering <laughs> because of policies and a crisis created by the person who's now bailing them out. Right. right. Think about that for a and, second. And the rationalization that you will read about when you read coverage of this is well, yeah, I mean if we're going to have these tariffs and if we have this uncertain situation, then we probably, you know, generally against this sort of bailout, but we probably need this sort of thing. But Which I'm, I'm, I, I, I bet insane. that somewhere Barack Obama was like, boy, I should have thought of that. Like with the auto bailout, like this would have <laughs> been as if he was like, all right, we're going to put like, not only are we going to make the car industry like insolvent, but we're also going to like raise tariffs and then we're going to bail them out. Yeah. But by but the way, I mean, would the, have to the, change the, parties the, in order for that to work. The exactly. success, uh, the supposed success today, Jean-Claude Juncker, who's at uh, was at the White House and said, right. you know, we're, we've averted a trade war. And right, because they've prom, agreed, with, they've agreed, agreed to, to talk on yeah, in the future. Like, and autos, uh, automobiles don't, a 25% tariff on automobiles and automobile parts do not, it's not covered by this. This is only sort of industrial products. But it is exactly what TTIP is. It's exactly what Barack Obama was in the process of negotiating with Europe. It, literally, it, almost the exact same thing. And so, I mean, it's it's funny to, to, to see this and to see, well, yeah, to Camille's point, we need these subsidies of these industries because we have tariffs and blah, blah, blah. And you keep going down that road. You keep thinking about it. You keep talking about it. And America's become France. Yeah. This is precisely what Europe does. I mean, they prop up their industries because they they put up these barriers to to foreign competition and labor markets very, very tough well, and very tight. It's like Lisa you're doing Murkowski, the same thing. Lisa Murkowski made the point like, what about Alaska? What about our industries? This is so problematic for all yeah. these other industries. And then people started making like, if only there was some sort of central committee yeah. to figure all of this out. Yeah. We, uh, which industries would get subsidies? Cities. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I believe I've heard of this. Yeah. It's and it's based in Havana. <laughs> it's essentially <laughs> this, this actually could be a great democratic like uh, campaign point is that yeah. Republicans are making your uh, America more like Europe. Exactly. Yeah. Our ideas are so good that the Republicans are trying to trick you into believing that they're theirs. Yes. That would be a great little I mean cuz these are I mean, you know, the, I I'm doing a trade story now. 
and it's going to be on very soon. And You've I'm been very, teasing. I, I'm like very excited. A about couple this. of weeks now. Well, I, I will. I will tease this one thing: is that it's on the weekly show, um, and there are two 15-minute segments. Um, I shouldn't be saying this, but we are. We're going to be doing the whole segment. It's going to be a 30-minute piece. I'm very excited about this. And uh, in the process of looking through um, some of the numbers that people are running about, you know, how many jobs will be lost, the 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 rise in the cost of sort of goods at Walmart and the rest of it, I found one person who said this is all a bunch of hyperventilating. It's going to be fine. And it was um, somebody from, I can't, it was the Progressive Policy Institute or like economic policy, one of these kind of lefty labor funded think yeah. tanks. And it's amazing because it's like this labor funded think tank. And the guy's an economist and, you know, he's running his numbers in his very particular way. And he's saying, this is going to be great and this is going to be grand. I mean, it's funny. It's, I mean, the, the ideological realignment, it's not even realignment, but just the ideological chaos and confusion is something to really behold. Well, this is, this is a question that I've had for, for a while now. And it, I think we've talked about it in various contexts, but it's the notion of Donald Trump contaminating various ideas yeah. and potentially contaminating them so severely that no one can advocate for them again. Right. Is there a world in which tariffs, just this notion of tariffs, hopefully, becomes so toxic yes. that no one can advocate for them in any context? And That's I, a very I, good I think point. it's interesting because someone, you know, I think a lot of people have made the point that on two particular issues, on foreign policy and on tariffs mm -hmm. and trade, is where Trump went at Clinton from the left. Mm -hmm. And I think now we're starting to see like, oh, <laughs> that yeah. was bad. Yeah. Huh. Like, that was a bad idea. And, it, you know, and we're starting to obviously see... You know, I think new polling came out today in the Midwest showing Trump's popularity dropping. And, you know, the tariffs are it, it's, you know, when I'm starting to get emails from like North Dakota senators being like, this is bad. Yeah. And that, that's a sign. That's yeah. a sign. You know, when you have people like this is the one issue upon which some Republicans are willing to go like one inch out of their way to say, like, this is a bad mm -hmm. idea. And I, think, I think in this week alone, Trump uh, praised tariffs in a tweet. Yeah. And then fantasized about a world without tariffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, at the same time, I, I mean, yeah. he, he may very well, I mean, I, not to the, to the extent that he may have a grand plan at all, which I sincerely doubt. <laughs> no. Wow. No one believes that. No. No. no, but, no. I mean, if, if the, if, if, if no. that is the end game. Kaylee though, McInerney if, if, or whatever yeah. the hell her name is probably believes that in whatever, <laughs> if, whatever fucking basement she's living if in. If the Jeez. failed trade war is. She's a date somebody I know. She's nice. She's a fucking monster. Come on. No, say Yeah, that. sorry. Cut that out. It's not you can nice. cut that out later. You can <laughs> cut out the fact, and if Camille didn't cut it out, I said she's a fucking monster. <laughs> um, yeah. If this failed trade war that it seems to be even pissing off North Dakota Republicans <laughs> right. uh, is uh, what ultimately leads to uh, tariffs being distasteful to all parties, it could yeah. be something positive about yeah, it. I, I'm grasping at straws, yeah. but it, it um, could happen. Uh, back to the matter. <laughs> I just remembered she once got me into a bar Wait, by, pre by, uh, by pretending that uh, I was her brother. Who's the she? Uh, what, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee, what's her name? Oh, um, the Trump. The so Trump. she was nice to you. You're saying uh, she did you a kindness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I still don't forget what she her. did after that, <laughs> okay. which was go on CNN and advocate for things that I think are pretty I, gross. I was. I just, I just I was, like thinking that this entire week has been. You know that gift from the Departed. Uh -huh. I just imagine of like what's his face nodding. I just imagine Bernie Sanders making that face all week, yeah. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking about tariffs. You. This is very good. I like it. It's very good. <laughs> but I will say this: that I always, I think there's one thing I can, I can. I'm trying very hard here to give uh, Donald. Trump some credit for this. No, are no, you? 
Well, okay. kind of. I can't tell. Hear me, hear me out. Okay. It's not going to be that much credit. Okay. And I don't think this is something that is in any way deliberate, but I have always complained about this, that I don't really understand. And I, the, the tribalism of politics is irritating for a million reasons. But sure. I never understood that, like, why, if I have this view on abortion, that I would have the same view on the minimum wage, on the same view on tariffs, the same view on Syria. But we happen to we do that, right? Yeah. And so we're all baffled and confused that Donald Trump believes these things that conservatives don't typically believe or that, you know, don't make sense in the kind of schematic that yeah. we have. I kind of like that. I like the fact that he's blowing up this idea of what Republicans and Democrats I, have I think to that, believe. Exactly. And I think that, that it's going to be really interesting at some point when Republicans try to be like, ah, yes, small government and things and yeah. spending. And I'm like, yes, I remember that from many years ago. Well, look, I mean... And, it, but it, the thing is, also, I feel as if you know i've been doing some research on you know i think 538 did some great research on polling on pro-life democrats and pro-choice republicans both of which exist yeah uh -huh. because people contain myriads sure. and so i think that you know there are a lot of people for whom the idea of like i really really oppose abortion but i also really 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 you know support say like the you know, well, like the concept of the welfare state. And I think that there should be these like a safety net for people. And I think that that's kind of in a weird, strange, backwards way. That's I think who Trump was kind of speaking to during the election. No doubt about that. Yeah. Like where, you know, and it's though it was through Trumpese uh -huh. in which he would just say things like there's going to be health care for everyone. And people like were like, ah, and for that, I shall extrapolate. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. he he's just saying things you want to hear. The weird thing about the about. You know, in, in the religious contingent, I mean, I remember when the, the tape, the grab him by the pussy tape came yeah. out. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in um, Utah and it was the Utah delegation. And it was, you know, the governor of Utah. It was Mike Lee. It was all these people. And so we said, this is over, right? Yep. Mike They're Lee came out on Facebook. On Facebook. I remember he did yeah. that Facebook live stream. And I was trying to like, get to him that night because I was like two miles from him. Uh -huh. And I was calling one of a mutual friend that you know about like, you know, Mike Lee, get him on the horn. But we thought that was all over. And I was, to, to your point about, um, you know, pro, pro, um, uh, choice Republicans, uh, et cetera, is that I was listening to this Planet Money uh, episode of Planet Money where it was about the DSA, about the Democratic Socialists yeah. of America, and they interviewed one woman. I was listening on the way up here, actually, and the, the, the woman said, I'm the only person in my DSA group who's a Christian, and everyone thinks it's weird. There's a lot of people in this group, and I'm the only Christian, but, you know, my mama get mad at me, but, I, you know, Jesus was, was, was a great socialist and everything. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's sort of... Well, sort I mean, of, Liz Brunig writes for yeah. the Washington Post. Yeah, yeah, She's sure. an, very loud and proud Christian yeah, and yeah. socialist. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And it's like these kinds of things. I mean, I thought that it's the great disappointment when when I, there's a great, a really, really harsh thing. I think yesterday George Will was on Lawrence O'Donnell's show and um, he referred to Donald Trump as I can't. You'll have to look it up for me. But something like a like a thug from Queens or something. <laughs> but he was he was going on about, part, I... about paying off, um, you know, these two bit like like porn stars and porn models and everything. And it's amazing that it offends nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not, a, it's not illegal what he did. This is, a, I saw this argument today. Like, well, it's not illegal. That, that tape, was it illegal? I mean, was, let's see. Well, huh? It's like, yeah, but, but 
you know, I'm remembering the Bill Clinton years. I oh, remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember James Carville saying, you know, you drag a dollar through a trailer park and yeah. you never know it comes out, referring to Paula Jones. And all of Oof. these scandals, which weren't, I know. Jeez. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was really wow. bad. It was real. Like, I yeah. think that if there's if there's any good that's come out of this, oh, it's a man. lot of people looking back and being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had that same moment where I'm like, because, you know, the Monica Lewinsky thing happened when I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And only now do I look back like, oh, Monica Lewinsky was like 20. Two when this yeah, happened, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Oh, I mean, still, if, still, if I was dating certain... a 22 year old now, my my friends would be like, dude, that's fucking gross. <laughs> you still, you he still wasn't be like... he wasn't dating her. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, if I was, she I worked, don't know, she yeah. worked for him. <laughs> What's amazing is uh, even in the be generous to old Bill, <laughs> even even in the Me Too era, you yeah. still have certain Clinton like hardcore center left Clinton apologists who are making the case that Monica Lewinsky was a temptress. Really? And Bill, oh, April have... April Ryan was on Bill Maher's show. Who basically said? Didn't she, I make that argument? My, in this, in this she, yeah, I think you might have. Yeah. Talked about that. She flashed her thong at Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton couldn't help himself. Well, so, I, what I, say, no, I mm. made the. I think mm. I made the argument here, and I might have like drunkenly stumbled out and said, "Camille, can you cut that?" And I don't <laughs> think we did. But it was, I, I was only making the argument that she was twenty. She was we, an adult. We were probably, She was making decisions. On, I was giving her credit. I was giving her credit. I will note that there's like there's like twenty two year old decisions, and then there's like adult decisions, like. 22 yeah. years old is when you're like, Four Loka was a great idea. Yeah, yeah. By, the, by the way, that's a decision that I made last night. And I'm, and look, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he slipped Spanish fly in her drink. Yeah, when, no, I, when, I, when I when I sort of grimace, yeah, yeah. Was Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. I mean Bill uh, Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. BC. Same yeah, thing. Same thing. Well, so, whoa. Yeah, wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> According to allegations. Yeah. allegations. <laughs> but no, but the but I was but what I'm alluding to when I like, ew, wow, that's yeah. so weird, is the denigration of oh. her. Oh, after the oh my god, yeah. It's the drag. Like, like she's a creepy thing. stalker. I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about until you find yeah. out that it, they had like. And then you names. call and you call Vernon Jordan and say, "Can she work at Revlon?" <laughs> I mean, that's like <laughs> the, you go back and it's like, God, it's not, it's really unseemly the whole thing. But now that, that the person that. who uh, yeah. runs Media Matters for America, yeah. um, he, uh, David Brock, remember that he referred to Anita Hill as a little bit nutty and a little bit slutty. Yeah, and that was and that's huh. yeah. I mean, it's like and that, that was bad. Yeah, yeah was that's bad. pretty bad. I think yeah, that's. Something, you know, it's interesting now because, like, I would, you know, and I think I've made this argument to people, you know, if you were just like, I just don't care about what Trump does. I just don't care. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. But when, like, Reverend Robert Jeffries is like, well, you know, Ronald Reagan was a philanderer, and all these people are like, what? I, <laughs> was he? He was, <laughs> he was not. That was, a, that was a new thing. That, that, that was a that, thing. Yeah. That yeah. I was, yeah. I, literally, I remember I looked this up, and I was like, no, no. Yeah, that popped no. up the other day, and I'm like, no, did I completely no, miss this my whole no, life? I mean, he, he uh, you know, he was with Jane Wyman a little Wait, bit. Is that, <laughs> is they were married. There's the thing. It was on The Simpsons, right? Like, Mr. Burns, who was so sick, he had, like, every single disease and they were in perfect balance and he was invincible yeah but, they were they were blocking each exactly. other going out the door that's exactly. Donald Trump yeah. yeah I'm just realizing but that. like yeah. at that's, least just say great. you know if you're like Reverend Robert Jeffries and you're just like I just don't care fine fine <laughs> yeah. straight up fine like there are certain people where I'm like I recognize that like you are terrible but I only have so much caring left within me. Yeah, That's but, fine. But you're, but but like, you're not a religious leader. Some... It's kind of part of what they're supposed but to do. But even then, well, I'm like, is he really? I, but then we if you want get, forgiveness. At, <laughs> at some point, there needs to be a decision on like who counts as like a religious leader because yeah. some of these people are, I'm just like, what do you do again? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Where, how 
did you get in here? So you're talking about Al Sharpton. He's going to show I, up. I, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you wearing a medallion and a tracksuit? Like, what religion is that? That was the yeah. best Al Sharpton. Oh, That's my true. God. And That's I would true. like to see that come uh, By the way, I just want everyone, like, sometimes um, we drop out some things that people should go on the internet and look up. And I'll give you one that's going to make you very happy. Um, find the clip. <laughs> find the clip on the Morton Downey Jr. show of Niger Innes oh. pushing Al Sharpton out of a chair. <laughs> my brother! My brother! My brother! And he goes down and he pushes him out of a chair. It's amazing. Is that when and Al Sharpton back... uses a certain epithet that yeah, we won't yeah, repeat? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, oh, He's like, wait, you, you... wait. Can you say it? I'll be, but I'm, what, what epithet did you use? Uh, it's he, a homophobic epithet. It's a homophobic epithet. Oh, don't use he it. He refers to it as a punk. I can't give you Al, <laughs> give you permission Al, Al Sharpton refer, gets in Niger. Did he refer to him as a faggot? Yeah, punk. Yes, he gets, Al Sharpton gets in Niger in his face. He's like, you're a punk faggot. And then, and well, then. You could say it too. What? I, 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 can, I can Remember, it's a joke. It's a joke. I, here, it's here's my question. Sleep with like, men? I feel as if I'm like. <laughs> true. I have sex with men. What I mean, is it true. Wrong? That's true. We all do. <laughs> Who doesn't? God. That gives me immunity. I, mean, not, I, I, I yeah. do not. Thank you. Wow. That's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How intolerant yeah, of you. so intolerant. Unbelievable. By the way, I just want to say it's like Tim Watley and, and uh, Seinfeld of like converting for the jokes. I gave one hand job just so I could say what I wanted. Just one. And I'm like, hey, come on. I got, I got pictures of it. I enjoyed it. Well, before, before we leave this. This is a family this, show. We should cut the, that. The, there, was one, there was one moment um, in the WSJ piece about the $12 billion subsidy package where uh, they, it just says, Mr. Trump addressing a gathering of veterans. Groups on Tuesday urged patience on trade despite concerns raised by critics. Just stick with us, he said. It's all working out. Uh, we'll see about that on the uh, on the tariff shit. But maybe we transition from the tariffs. But it's not working out. Just uh, for the record. It's probably not. It's. I, I mean, it's already not. There are people I, I laying off people. The, I, the price of steel is you, going you'll up. See, you'll see. Whirlpool's like. Mm, like yeah. it, it just. It's. It's been interesting to once again. Like, I don't know. It's like. When you've seen a movie and you knew the movie was bad, but then other people see the movie and you're like, you know, this movie's bad. And they're like, no, I got to yeah, go yeah. see it for myself. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's bad. Yeah. And this is this. I feel this way about like Whirlpool being like, but we didn't know we'd have to lay people off. Yeah. I thought this would all work out well, fine. I'll say one final thing before we, before we yeah, transition. I think the standard is, I mean, the goalposts keep shifting on this because people say, well, it hasn't happened yet. Nothing bad has happened, et cetera, because, um, you know, the Europe, the Europe deal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But here's the thing is that we are judging this on whether or not we're in a full-blown trade war. There's no metrics at which you judge this. It's if it's a trade war. Sure, sure. But maybe that hasn't happened because it's been forestalled in this meeting in, in, in Washington. Um, here's the thing that, that, that people aren't paying attention to is that it is actually um, having a pretty serious effect on a lot of companies um, that use steel to produce things, sure. aluminum to produce things, yeah, yeah. that they're laying people off. The cost of their, of their goods is going up. People are buying. One of the great, great examples of this is a nail company that Claire McCaskill has been talking about in southeastern Missouri. Who who have laid off ninety people, and they um, because of the tariffs, and they're trying to get an exemption. They're not getting an exemption. Um, and what's happened? Well, the nails are much more expensive. They were slightly more expensive before because they had a big flag in the box and it said "Made in the USA," and people pay a little more for it. And now all their orders have evaporated in the past month. They've gone down seventy percent. And where are people buying their nails? China. Because there's no import tariff on nails from China. So every they have basically eliminated an American company who makes nails and they use steel wire that they import from Mexico, which now is 25% higher. Um, and now the people who buy their nails say, look, guys, we love you. We love you. But 
here's the thing. We have to buy the Chinese ones because we're operating on very thin margins. The other knock-on effect of that is down the road from that place, there is a box company. And this box company is a small family-run thing. And they create all the cardboard boxes that these nails are packed into. Mm -hmm. And they've laid off people because this nail company is no longer um, servicing you know, the amount. I mean, they've been growing year after year. I mean, it's, this, it's the economic engine in this little town in, in Missouri. And I think that that also gets to something that I'll be interested to see how, say, like the housing market reacts, because at this point, you're starting to get a construction materials. Yeah. And already, you know, today announced that, you know, the lowest number of single family homes purchased was this, you know, in eight years mm -hmm. just happened. And, you know, you're starting to see these economic indicators where it's like nails and yeah. boxes and these other pieces were like. It's too expensive. And I'm just really excited to see, though, how this gets blamed on, blamed on millennials. Like, oh, if you just weren't like <laughs> yeah. eating avocados, yeah. you could yeah. be buying. Yeah. Or, or, Hillary, or Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, seriously, that's if somebody I'm going to I'm going to do a thing where if somebody mentions that in the house or on that, yeah. I just fall through the ceiling and just like punching him in the face. It's like, you're, you're done. It's over. Yeah. You can't say anymore. No. Lock her up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was going to suggest that we talk about like the, uh, the Turning Points Conference, which is actually yeah. creating some headlines. But maybe the only interesting thing to talk about there is Jeff Sessions, um, who is giving a speech or at least preparing to give yeah. a speech in front of this room full of children and, and seems to really want to be kind of hip and cool and give them things but to get excited about. he's being about. hip and cool in the Jeff Sessions way, yeah. which is basically like Nikki Haley had just given this whole speech about like how many of you have done something to like, quote unquote, own the lib. Right, everybody right. raises their hand. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, don't do that. Like, we want to like convince and persuade. Yeah. And yeah. people are like, yeah, that's a good idea, Nikki yeah. Haley. And then Jeff <laughs> Sessions is like, college is scum. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said yes to everything. But they were is, slapping but seals. This, but well, it's funny because I didn't even know that he had started giving his speech no. when the lock her up chant started. Because he barely Honestly, said anything. And I'm, I, I will say this in, in his somewhat in his defense, but not really. Yeah. Only it's only a mild, minor qualification because I've seen so many headlines that said he he chanted yeah. along with them. He he sort of mumbled something the way an old man does yeah. when he hears someone else saying. He said, oh, "If I can, up. if I can, really quickly speak because you you mentioned headlines on this particular yeah, topic. go for it. I, I was checking out Turning Point's own website yes. before we came here. Yeah, yeah, and they you know they have basically a, a running feed of of um, headlines and yeah. that they link to of things that they want you to read, things mm -hmm. that they think are going to make Turning Point look good. And well, lower yeah. lower on the feed is. Uh, look at this hysterical media reaction to uh, Jeff Sessions. Obviously, he wasn't uh, chanting "Lock her up." And then a little bit further up was Jeff Sessions laughs along with "Lock her up" chant. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't decide which is the actual narrative. Well, I, I'm going to be kind of like Camille in this and sort of partially defend somebody who I think is generally indefensible. But I mean, thank you. Look, I, I, I get into these situations sometimes when I'm in. You know, obviously these are his his allies. Um, but you know, in these well, they're high school kids, they're high school kids, which, but, you know, ideological granted, allies. The most terrifying group of people alive. Yeah, high you school could, conservatives. You could, you could not. I mean, granted, I have long stated my belief that there is no scarier group of people than like fourteen-year-old girls. I would mm. sooner. I would. Go, yeah, I don't even think high school conservatives. I think just high school kids. No, yeah. high school. I, yeah. Giving a speech. I've I've talked to. I gave a talk to high school kids like a couple of weeks ago who came to the Vox office, and huh. I was like, 
shaking <laughs> because they just looked at me and I'm like, I know it. It brings that anxiety. Oh, I'm like, oh, like I, I, I know. I'm like, you are roasting me in your mind. <laughs> I feel wow. it. Wow, you're still being bullied. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll like, and only now I think is and. I bet Jeff Sessions was also like, I want to be cool. He so yeah. wanted to be no, cool. No, I mean, it's just, that's, I think, really what it is. Cool. And it's like, look, if, Je- if, Jeff, if Jeff Sessions, yep. as the uh, attorney general, is trying to lock her up, then yeah. I think we have a problem. No. But, I mean, you know, laughing along in this the way of yeah. these kids, I don't, I just can't get very exercised. I, I, heard, also, I heard that a lot on the on the camp. Yeah. I mean, that was, that, that was getting, 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 hey, outrage, getting outraged about him giggling along with the lock, lock her up chant was is kind of silly. It's a little but, unseemly. But, we, we, should, a, we should yeah, acknowledge. Totally unseemly. It's very it, unseemly, it, but also the fact that, like, th- it's interesting that this has been a thing that's been going on for, what, three years yeah. now? Yeah, for God's yeah. sake. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Hillary Clinton is somewhere, I'm sure, wearing a very comfortable pantsuit, yeah. enjoying a glass yeah. of wine, yeah. reading a book, having a lovely and time. She's and just also, here as, in New York, actually. As you, as you know, Aussie, I, I'm Aussie particularly bugged by people who hold up the free speech banner, mm-hmm. like as, as TPUSA and Jeff Sessions were doing in this speech, calling everybody, all their ideological enemies, snowflakes, but making well, yeah. no comment whatsoever about the, which Jane wrote <laughs> about, the Kansas uh, University uh, mm-hmm. flagged, uh, quote-unquote, desecration, which was an art installation. Which people they, got very mad about. Yeah, which, including Turning Point USA, yeah. was producing memes calling it an outrage and, and you know, using the hashtag Big Gov Sucks thing as the governor of the state was yeah. demanding that this flag be taken down on a public university. I think that that's I something mean, like, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing. And people were like, oh, but like, you know, the left controls so much. Why are you bringing this up? I'm like, because I hate hypocrisy. Uh-huh. Like, if you like. If you were just like, I just don't like this thing. I'm like, well, you don't like the thing. But like, but, don't not... don't come at me with your like, ah, snowflakes and safe spaces. Sure. When you, you're the governor of a state and you have the governor wanting to destroy this artwork. You have, you know, Chris Kobach, who nearly became head of Homeland Security. Thank God he's not. You know, saying like, oh, it's so offen-. Like basically everybody competing to talk about how offensive it is. Offended. And they're like, yeah. and all, then you, one, you look at the artwork and you're like, who would even notice? No, I'm like, also, I'm like, Robert Mapplethorpe is laughing at all of you. Like, that was a man who knew what offensive the, was. The thing is, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, again, I don't really get too exercised about this because I think if people had any nuance about these things, they wouldn't show up at Turning Points conferences. These are the type of people that are, their entire, you know, MO is to to be hypocrites on everything, right? I mean, this is this is what happens. I mean, you'd see this, I assume, at, if they still do the Netroots conference. Is that still? Which, exactly? I, I remember that. I remember, yeah. I remember thinking, like, at some point, it'd be really funny if somehow, like, Netroots Nation and Turning Point wound up in the same hotel at the same day. Because I'd just be like, what? Just, like, leave them and go somewhere I mean, else? Did, did, did the Attorney General of the United States ever go up to a Netroots conference? Did, That's true. Did you Mark did Cuban not. ever go to a Netroots conference? There's a lot of big heavy hitters. Nikki yeah, Haley, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I... The, Peter Thiel I, was I, there, I mean, and apparently I mean, everyone tried to leave. Yeah. Um, Is that right? Yes. But huh. but that's that's the fault of the people um, who were in government or in the Democratic Party at the time. They should have gone. Mm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you have a bunch of people that are probably Janet Reno at the, the, D- the DSA now <laughs> because they didn't show up to the Netroots conference. But uh, you know, this this kind of stuff is is like so boringly common. Is that I would be shocked, and I would want people to write articles about if if there are anybody at these conferences. It's just people that go to conferences, young political mm. people that go to conferences, go to CPAC. These people are, you know, it's a very particular. I don't want to say anything, but We're you know, it's just like, oh my god! Like, I, if if there was 
nuance at any of these things, it would be worth a worth a column. I remember Tucker Carlson at the at CPAC when I was there when you're covering it when he was starting um um what's it called Daily Caller and he was booed. Do you remember that? He was booed because mm-hmm. he 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 praised the New York Times and he said we should be doing something and that's what I'm going to do. God, that yes. didn't work out so well, mm-hmm. but I'm going we'll, to be we'll like the New York Times. Maybe. You should igno- admire them instead of denouncing them. And everyone booed him. I mean, that's just kind of what what you yeah. get at these things. And you know, is the destruction of artwork or the covering up of artwork from John Ashcroft and Rudy Giuliani to you know in Kansas today, it is the most bipartisan thing in the world now. It never was in the past. I mean, you saw the Emmett Till uh, thing here mm-hmm. in New York. It was like they, they people were covering it up. Yeah, they were b- b- protesting in front of it so other people couldn't see this yeah. piece of art. They, they, they were taking which, shifts, and yeah, blocking and it. blocking it. Yeah. And these are like it's like an abstract. Uh, image. I see a quite quite a beautiful painting, an abstract image of Emmett Till's coffin, which is obviously his parents demanded yeah. it be open for very obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And this happens fairly consistently on all sides these days. Is that the the art gallery is somehow now the battleground for idiotic culture war right. fights, well, whether the, it's the burning art, flags, the art or... gallery, and old Twitter jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah, sure. that too. There's your segue. There yeah. you go. Take oh, it away. Did I do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You didn't even know. It's not a fucking segue if you didn't know it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You're like, I was like, oh, that was really great. You're like, oh, what's the, what are you I talking mean, about? I was just doing my flavor flavor oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> Clock around your neck. No, I really. approve of this segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't don't white explain to me. I'm doing yeah. voice I'm of God. This, sure. is, this is not. Did God has no race. Well, you're yeah. in the room. You can't do voice of God when you're sitting next yeah, to me. It's true, sure. but I still have the same voice. Okay, <laughs> that's true. It is a little gravelly and stuff. Um, but yeah, we were going to talk about. Well, at least we we send around an email. We circulate an email. It has various topics that we might talk about. Generally speaking, what ends up happening is this sort of free-for-all. We are kind of sort of getting to the topics, but one of the things that I mentioned in the email was sort of the week in outrage. Um, I didn't mention the flag burning. I'm not sure. Was that this week? It was this week. Yeah, it was. Right? Uh, the, the, not the flag burning, but yeah, the flag but the, in them. Yeah, the flag it was a whole thing. Yeah, and yeah it's, so it's it's a, this a, is yeah. one thing that's outrageous. Yeah. But since we were last here, James Gunn, Trevor Noah, um, Dan Harmon, Yes. Um, which I don't actually know what creator of Community yeah. and Rick and Morty. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, I actually I met his uh his, the co-creator. Brilliant, of that brilliant, show as well. brilliant guy. It, that is a great show, mm. by the way. I've Rick never seen Rick and Morty, but I love Community. Uh, well, you're a bad person. Rick I just don't Morty have time. Phenomenal show. <laughs> well, you should watch it and make time. I'm going to ignore you... my children and I'm going to watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yes. So you could be a better dad, obviously. Um, but these folks have made jokes on the uh, on the interwebs that have managed to get them in trouble. Uh, jokes that are, in many cases, some some they're pretty old. Mm. Um, I don't. I won't say the jokes again because I don't even yeah. know what the hell the jokes are. Um, I I was not even inclined to go figure out what it yeah. was that James Gunn had said in the past about these jokes when I discovered that he had actually himself come out and said, I'm sorry I said these things at some point yeah. in the past. Um, and now, as it's being unearthed, resurfaced, um, getting canned from his gig uh, producing these films for Marvel, um, frankly, so far as I'm concerned, the only decent films that the Marvel Universe is still producing um, the the the, Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise is the only one I yeah. still have any respect for. Um, he gets fired from his yeah. job for old jokes. And um, I, I this think... is, is this is sad. No, let's yeah, wait, wait, let's let's talk about who dug up these oh. tweets uh, oh. and 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 old content yes, because this guy this is true. has a history of doing this to other people. Uh-huh. It, it, yeah. Is it is it is it Mr. Mike Cernovich? I think is that's it, I think Mr. that's is it, is it uh, Mr. Danger in Play? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Gorilla Mindset. Mr. Uh, <laughs> 
how much of his own Twitter and blog has he deleted because most of it was about pickup artistry and talking about masturbating on women who did not want to be masturbated yeah, I mean, on li- literally and say- choking people? Li- literally saying that date rape is not a thing, it's yes. not possible, and uh, when and that doubt, he, he, whip he it out. And he became alt-right because white genocide is real? Yeah. My, my head is spinning. So, so yeah. he also, I want to so ask he did for this, some explanation this, on some of those wait, things. Wait, I think we're but... already into it. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, uh, he did this a few months ago to Sam Cedar. Mm-hmm. Um, where Sam Cedar made an and and here's the thing about Sam Cedar, unlike James Gunn and Dan Harmon, who are engaging in some kind of really provocative comedy, Sam Cedar was making an obvious ironic joke about Roman Polanski. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember the exact context, but it was it was basically a, a joke that said something along the lines of, "Oh, uh, if if someone is going to sleep with my daughter underage, I hope they have a good sense of mise en scene." Yeah, obvious yes. joke, you know, you know, and, and Mike Cernovich uh, circ- recirculated that. Um, and lost his contributorship from MSNBC only briefly because after a few days MSNBC got being shamed like, like come into, on. you know yeah. but uh so far the 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 Mike Cernovich stink hasn't uh gotten James Gunn his job uh, his job back and I don't know what's happening with Dan Harmon well, but I think al- also just I mean this is to the hypocrisy about you know um whatever the turning points nonsense is is that you see this where conservatives like to come to the defense of comedians when yeah. the offensive joke is mm-hmm. something that they kind of think is funny and they agree with Mm -hmm. and you know these are all jokes like we keep on saying these like jokes mike cernovich and all these you know you know half wits on the on the kind of alt far right is like look if you're going to defend a joke that is like a rape joke for instance this is a big controversy when lindy west and uh was Mm -hmm. debating jim um jim norton uh, jim norton about this and, you know, people were saying, like, you know, I'm sure gorilla mindset pickup artist guy was probably all for and saying you guys are being snowflakes about this. And then, you know, sifting through people's trash to find uncomfortable jokes from their well, past. Jokes are jokes, man. I mean, like, if you are going to be uh, like Joan Rivers on this, you got to go all the way. Yeah. You can't half step on this stuff. And, like, I saw some of these jokes of, like, they were about kids. They made a joke. And the other one is, like, a video about a kid. Who fucking cares? Yeah, it's what a is, lot of pro What is, jeez, I, I mean. I think also, I think there are a couple of important points here. Um, One is that a lot of this is from like, you know, I remember getting on Twitter in like 2009 and it was a different thing. Sure. It was not a thing where people were like, it was a thing where things were different. I had tacos today. Yeah. Like it was like, (laughs) oh yeah. Like if you go back and like look at people's earliest tweets, it's basically like sushi's great. (laughs) Making a joke. Yeah. And then the screen goes black and it says five years later, (laughs) destroy Barry Weiss. (laughs) Like, oh wow. What the fuck happened? Exactly. I like that. I like that shit about the tacos. That was And I also think that (laughs) this is another indication, you know, Mike Cernovich and other people were kind of deeply involved in Gamergate, which is, and and it's also, I still still don't know what it is. Please don't explain. Just, just yeah. so you know, it I has apparently, ne- it will never end. Yeah. Gamergate will never uh, end. Okay. We are here forever. But it's also so funny because so many of those people were like, we just want to see tits and ass in video games still. And now they're oh, the that's people. What it was about. That's what it was about. Oh, because I saw that and, and I, people would explain it to me, they get a sentence in. No, no, no. no, no, no. Like, so <laughs> this is a controversy about like uh, women and, ga- and, nope, nope. Uh, and, 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 and video games. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I have to go have a biop. I, I've no, literally had people explain to me, I've, or, or not explain, but I've literally had people say to me that Anita Sarskeesian, is that her name? Yeah. That she is the most responsible person so wait, for wait, Trump wait, 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 wait. getting... No, uh, she's not. Of course so, she's not. No. Anita Skarskeesian. 
Sarkeesian? It's, it's, I believe it's Sarkeesian. I'm sorry. I didn't, so I didn't also, know what you said it again. But also, like, a lot of... It, basically, it was people who were like, you know how, like, an old school game, like, Grand Theft Auto, you could kind of, like, assault strippers? Yeah. Why don't we just do more of that? Well, you could assault anyone. Well, yes, that's yeah. true. You can like, also, you could you could also throw... <laughs> Camille's defense. You can assault anyone. <laughs> it just you happened throw that... A, you could also throw a car at a helicopter, well, no, I'm, which I did. I'm actually, by saying that, I'm the person that you were that you were uh, channeling yeah. when you said that. I'm saying that that person is a bad person. That's true. Because you can actually assault anyone. You can. And when I would play that game, I would assault everyone. <laughs> and I wouldn't... I would, a, stri- a stripper yeah. is the same yeah. as the lady the, who's just shopping with her kid, yeah. as yeah. the police officer. Sure. They're the same. By the way, I they assault them all. A lot of ladies going on here. <laughs> yeah. As the lady the, shopping with her the only, female child. You know what? Take it easy. Yeah. The only connection here to the... the, the you know, to bring, it, to bring it back to Cernovich and that whole yeah. ilk is that... Uh, this there's a, quite a few people, including Milo, who were yeah. part of this whole Gamergate thing, who became part of the alt right slash alt light, uh, which did have something to do with Trump getting elected. Oh, yeah. Not 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 to say that it was the tipping point, but certainly that whole kind of resentment uh, culture is is was a big. Part I mean, of it. personally, I'm going to put it on the like many people in Milwaukee and Michigan who didn't vote, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I would I would say that there definitely was a point of like ah like Trump stands for like you know he's anti PC and says what he wants to say mm. though I feel like now I'm like he's not really saying much of a lot of things that he would want to say because a lot of it keeps having to be walked back by someone else yeah um, yeah no but, I think I and I it's 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 funny because Camille said something earlier about um, trade is ever going to love trade now because Trump's against it it's the things that are out of bounds because Trump has taken them to, yeah. as his own. Maybe, maybe I will never we'll ever see. say the phrase politically correct no. again because yeah. of Donald Trump. No. There is, there are things that fall into that category of how we used to define it that annoy the hell out of me but I won't use that no. language. I'll do everything to walk mm. around mm. that oh, yeah. language. But I also think that, I mean it's a counterfactual, we have no idea, we can't prove this either way but I think that if Mike Cernovich and, and Milo and all these people didn't exist, uh, we would uh, have had a pretty similar result. Well speaking yeah. of space, As long as the culture was the same. Well, Speaking of fake news uh, and Mike Cernovich, uh, because he, Mike Cernovich is a purveyor of fake news. Yeah, that's so true. Mentioned him in that context. Uh, Facebook has also had some recent challenges. This is another thing that we yeah. sort of circulated some notes about. Um, and I think this is useful because there is a, a very obvious media commentary angle here. Um, mm-hmm. The Apparently the context is that Mark and company are hosting something at their offices. There are people there. They're having a conversation specifically um, about the this expectation that folks have that they will fix this massive crisis of fake news. Crisis of fake news is actually the phrase I saw used um, in the email. I think it's absurd. But at any rate, um, there is an expectation that they'll fix this crisis of fake news. And what they're asking is for them to clarify their specific policy with respect to companies like Infowars, mm-hmm. who are obviously posting things about various things, like how certain products will turn frogs gay. And I don't know. Does the does Infowars actually purvey the 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 ridiculous lie that the Holocaust didn't oh, yeah. happen? And yeah. but mostly Sandy Hook. No, well, Sandy, Sandy Hook. Don't, they don't it's Sandy Hook. No. Okay. okay, I don't recall. Can, we, can we take that where I yeah. said yeah? yeah? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just out. corrected yourself. You're fine. I'll, I'll yeah. No, but, they, they, but and, and in any number so, of also right. other yeah. bullshit. And, but and the, let's also keep in mind, uh, I, you know, I've talked about this before in other 
set set. The uh-huh. thing with Infowars is that they'll say all this stuff, and then Alex Jones will go to court and be like, "I'm an actor." Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Said so that yeah. in his own divorce then, proceedings. Yo, yeah. His, by the way, his ex-wife will lose. talk about anything. Mm-hmm. She is very angry I mean, and well, understandably and when so. She t- and but, but when she talks, it, she's always discredited by that crew as, "Oh, she's just an angry ex-wife." Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's, it's hard for She anyone's... is an angry ex-wife, but she it's also true. seems to be telling the yeah. truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she exercised the poor judgment of marrying Alex Jones. Yeah, exactly. So this is also... <laughs> so, 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 give a credibility <laughs> problem when you actually <laughs> marry, uh, marry Alex Jones. Even without the Holocaust denial, they are 9-11 truthers. Yes. They are Sandy Hook truthers. But the, but the particular challenge that Facebook faced this week and the real question that seemed to be getting adjudicated in the com- amongst the commentariat was whether or not Facebook should be proactively doing things like pulling down uh, Holocaust denial posts Mm -hmm. and obviously fake posts. And Mark responds to this by saying that it's rather hard to make determinations about people's intents, that people are wrong about things in various ways, and that he and Facebook, the Mm. apparent policy at Facebook is one that is, again, it's rather difficult to apply evenly and consistently, but is generally a goal of trying to avoid people doing harm specifically because overseas yeah there are posts that are being put up that are resulting in various ethnic Horrible minorities things. being like murdered, murdered yeah which is a bad thing so you want to avoid that that said it's also it is, illegal in some places it's yeah. also illegal in certain places yeah. but in the in the in american context i have been a little bit surprised by the the seeming uniformity of perspective on this amongst Sort of public folks, public intellectuals and journalists who are weighing in on this in various opinion columns who are saying explicitly, this is a massive failure on Facebook's part for the most part. They need to obviously, the, this is a, they've crossed the line by not being willing to take these things down. They have to take responsibility for their platform. I think my personal issue was, granted, you know, obviously responding to a question is difficult, but uh-huh. Mark Zuckerberg's understanding, like, well, you know, maybe these people aren't denying the Holocaust, like, but they just because they just don't know better. I'm like, no, they know better. No, like, they're, they're aware. Like, Holocaust denial is not something you generally, like, wander into by accident. And this is something, you know, I had, I kind of, I talked to David Harsanyi, who's at uh, The Federalist about this. We had this debate online about it. And, you know, yeah, my I'd personal like, view, like, like yeah, my, my, you know, my view on this is that I think that he, I mean, I think the overall issue is that Facebook has never quite understood what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm. Like, is it, you know, and I think, so I can't remember who it was, um, but it was a great piece. And if I can remember what it is, I will remember what it is. Um, you know, <laughs> is true. it a, is it a government? Is it a platform? Mm-hmm. Or is it something else? You know, if it's a platform, then you can't like then people can do these different things. If it's a government, like if you are literally a go- like if Facebook is a governing body, mm-hmm. and the people on Facebook are its citizens or, or a publisher yeah. sure. or a publisher, mm-hmm. I think that yeah, that was a you and, know, and or is a, it a public square? Yeah, or like is it if, a, if you know right. if it's a public square, clearly you can just wander up and be like Auschwitz wasn't wasn't real, but if it was word, real, it was great. Like, so, you can't the word say they've that. used the, the the word they've used um, in certain contexts is utility. Yeah, and, so the, yeah. so the the, the I circulated an article that uh, BuzzFeed printed today uh, mm-hmm. with their chief security officer. Uh, Chief security officer, I guess that's the, the title mm. he was going by, uh, sent a memo out to employees uh, a couple months ago saying we need to choose sides. 
basically saying we need to be able to take a hit with Wall Street. We need to, we need, we need to be able to lose a little bit of money and choose sides. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I did find that kind of interesting that somebody who was so highly placed yeah. at the company was saying um, this this will eventually swallow us whole. I don't. You know, I, I, I would. Um, well, there, I like to to uh, to get a few more clicks on some things that I've done, but um, the <laughs> interview I did with the uh, CEO of Cloudflare. And uh, it was one of my favorite interviews from last year. Um, and he basically said, yeah, you know, um, he I, I caught him out. I see like they don't take down. I, I mean, they don't take anything down. They basically provide denial of service protection for websites and basically keep them online. You take this protection away from things like the Daily Stormer, which is what they did. Yeah. It goes offline pretty quickly. And he said ISIS videos are fine. Um, Daily Stormer um, isn't. Hmm. And I said, you're a hypocrite. And he said, well, yes. And it reminded me of when Robert Conquest, the great Sovietologist, was asked what was worse, the Holocaust or the Ukrainian famine and the 30 million that died in the collectivization. You have a far greater numbers. And he said, well, the Holocaust is worse. And he was asked why. And he said, I just feel it so. Hmm. And that's kind of the thing. I understood yeah. his I understood his thing. It was like, I just feel it so. But when you get into things like Holocaust denial, I mean, there is, is the debate about this is so fantastically stupid that I have to kind of watch away from it, primarily because people see this as a binary thing. The Holocaust no. happens, the Holocaust people no, say the Holocaust it, it, It's not. It's it, actually very difficult. And the, and, and the way it's difficult, I'll take somebody like David Irving, who's probably one of the most famous Holocaust deniers. It's in... name-checked way too often on this show. Yeah, well, I mean, this is like the free <laughs> no, speech, you know, no, free no, speech it, case that no, comes up. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was jailed in Austria for yeah. something that he wrote and said in a different country. And they made a movie about his trial. Yeah, in, uh, it was Britain. a terrible movie, by the way. But it's about the Deborah Lipstadt trial, and people don't realize that actually David Irving brought that upon himself. He sued her yeah. for calling him a Holocaust denier. But there's stages in David Irving's shitty scholarship. I mean, he's actually very good at, at getting documents out. That's what people actually respected him for. But there was a point where he started and he wrote a book called Hitler's War in 1977 or 78. And he said, well, the thing is, is Hitler didn't know about it. It happened, but he didn't know about it. And because he's a good guy, like that Hitler dude. And all of his subordinates were doing this stuff. And, you know, and it kind of was part of this intentionalist functionalist debate amongst German historians. Did, were they, did the Nazis intend to? to right. To, to, and, and if I'm, if I'm or is it a function of saying. Didn't Irving call himself a Hitler historian, not a Nazi historian? Yeah. There was, yeah. That's, yeah, but yeah. And, the, and the thing about this is, like, do you ban that? <laughs> do you ban David Irving for saying, or do you ban some of these scholars that are, are legitimate scholars that say, you know, it's actually three and a half? half a million or four million. Mm. These people that say, well, you know, this is a shibboleth of uh, six million and like, I'm going to not question it because I'm a Nazi, but because well, the new data has come out or something. You get into this place where Facebook's a private company, can do whatever the hell it wants, right? Uh -huh. But you get into this place that you said, uh, like Chomsky, you know, do we take Chomsky's stuff down when he says the Cambodian genocide, which, he, you know, like Irving, he says, I never denied that the Cambodian genocide happened. Um, the, the, you know, there's people that deny um, many people. Somebody, yeah. I, do we, have you had Brendan O'Neill on the show? Who, um, you know, used Is that to be- a different spike? We haven't. Tom yeah, Slater. different spike guy. But, but when Brendan uh, Spike used to be LM, which before LM was living Marxism. Uh -huh. And living Marxism was put out of business because they they had a cover story about how these camps uh, with you know emaciated people in Bosnia were faked. Hmm. Um, oh. It was completely faked. Huh. That they, they said, "Oh, the barbed wire is facing the other way. You can see it in the photos, etc." And they sued. Um, um, they, they, they. Was, I can't remember who sued, sued who, but they were basically put out of business. Should that stuff be allowed on on or is? 
it's just the Holocaust. Right. What about things about slavery? We talked before the show started about Dinesh D'Souza. He wrote a book in 1995 called The End of Racism, in which he had some very novel ideas about, he's like, you know, black people own slaves too, so therefore everything's fine. <laughs> and there's all this weird stuff in there. Yeah. That, that, it's a direct quote, people. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not it, was, life, it was actually a little short of a matter. Like, everything's fine. It was just not a, but do you take that stuff down? I well, mean, I do you want to get this, that slippery slope? I don't. I think that you actually... You kind of answered the question in a way. Facebook is a private company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is not a utility. No, which uh, the fact that there have been all these congressional hearings about like why are you censoring Dominant Silk? I'm like they yeah. can do it if they <laughs> yeah, want to. They want. Like yeah. if Mark Zuckerberg wants to go do it, then knock himself out. And like you know, I under it's it's fascinating to see the same people who are like we should break up Facebook, like Standard Oil, and I'm like this is a fascinating argument to see like Ted Cruz making. Yeah, uh -huh. but at the same time, I'm like it. You know, it's a it's not an actual utility. And these people who are like, oh, you know, like, but if if I can't be on Facebook, then like, you know, my my work will die. And I'm like, well, but yeah. a, lot, a lot of Man. Democrats are saying regulated as a private utility sure. because it costs yes. the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is the thing. There's two. <sighs> that was the, they were, that was said in those yes, hearings. I, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> there's, there's, there's danger of the there's two, I think two sure. two points about this. The first one is that you can give the the nutbags of the alt right, and they've sort of failed in this some sort of credit because when they got kicked off of Twitter, they actually started their own platform. Well, yeah, <laughs> briefly. Like, okay. Yeah, is that still exist? It, it, they, it, they've all abandoned it. Well, oh, or, or like Paul Nalen, they got kicked off it for yeah. being too racist. Wow! 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 I was deported from the Sudetenland for hating Jews too much. I mean, that, that's, that's amazing. That does raise that's, your level of respect for him just a little bit. Wow. I mean, you he's, are, he's, he's committed. That's, you real, are that's, really, that's real keeping. That's yeah. real anti-Semitism. I mean, that's the kind of leadership you want. But the other, the other thing is that it is, it all, it rests on this thing that there's no academic studies that sort of back this up. I'm sure you could probably, some, some smarty pants listener will dig one up. But uh, it, it rests on this idea that, that Facebook is sort of controlling us. And and if, if these people were not looking at this stuff about the Holocaust or about Pizzagate, they wouldn't they wouldn't be this way. And you look back in the 90s and the 80s yeah. and the number of people that subscribed to newsletters, the Waco people, the Ron, to, Ron Paul's the Ron, the Ron Paul people, the <laughs> Ruby Ridge people, all this stuff existed before the Internet. Yeah. People believe that, that the very contact with it is to and it's this condescending thing of like I'm smart enough to adjudicate these things but these poor people aren't so we need to get some sort of legislation we need to mark somewhere to take it away it's like no no just let dumb people read dumb things we cannot always protect them because if it gets off Facebook they're not going to stumble upon it on yeah. you know some other website that is devoted to denying the holocaust or devoted to like racial phrenology or some bullshit like this yeah. it's going to be out there you can't control it and it's just a fake thing to make everyone feel good about themselves that this thing sort of private utility shouldn't be doing this let's crucify Mark Zuckerberg let's put him on the cover of the Daily News as happened two weeks ago like effectively calling Mark Zuckerberg a holocaust Denier, or saying that he was like in bed with Holocaust deniers, they Which, should have a voice. But I That's also, not what he was saying. But I also think that like there is this this challenge because I'm sure you know if you would have asked Mike Mark Zuckerberg in like 2004, like, hey, do you want to be one of the most important people in the world? He would have been like, sure, that sounds great. And now yeah. we're like, here you go. Yeah, because your... like you, you, we need you know. I think the thing is that we, with Facebook and Twitter and I think YouTube, there have been some ex issues with Alex Jones as well. Uh -huh. Like these platforms that were like, 
they wanted the world, and so we gave it to them, and now they're like, but no, no, that's no, that's not on us. Like, that's, you know, when we show your children videos that are horrifying and terrible, that's not our problem. But we did ask you to trust us with your children. Like, I think that there is, there's a, but there's a little right. bit of color. Yeah, they are, they, they yeah. are correct. Yeah. But I think that there is, there's an interesting conversation to be had about, like, what are these platforms anyway? Like, yeah. what are they supposed to be? I, I mean, I, I have a difficult time. The thing that I find the, the most challenging about this and the, the immediate thought that I had, especially once the word utility started getting yeah. thrown around in the conversation was, you know, Alex Jones has a, an entire office. He maybe bought or leased that space from someone. There are I've all sorts of it. services <laughs> yes. that are delivered to said office, including power services, presuming he doesn't sure. have some sort mm. of other thing. Like, he, he doesn't if, have generators. To the, to the extent, well, he may, have, he may have generators and solar power. <laughs> he may. I, I'm inclined to believe <laughs> he's some sort of hypocrite. He's likely using municipal power. But to the extent that someone is utilizing a platform like Facebook to publish content themselves that they have authored, that they just posted, and put up. Let's say they're not paying for ads. Um, I have a difficult time, like understanding how Americans can't see the 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 degree to which it would be very much the same thing to say. Well, how is it possible that this power company can service those awful, disgusting people who have terrible morals and disgusting? views. I don't want them to be able to publish their views. And if you would just cut off their power, yeah. they wouldn't be able to do that it's shit It's a anymore. really, really good question yeah. because there's a point at which, I mean, do you remember we, we had talked about the show and I'm sure you remember this too, is that when Richard Spencer was yeah. kicked out of his gym mm -hmm. for being Richard Spencer. And I'm like, well, it's just working out. I mean, he's trying to be a better <laughs> Nazi. He's trying to be a healthier <laughs> Nazi. Come on. He, let got, the he man... needs to fit in yeah, his waistcoat. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at, look at Charlottesville. They were all like fat Nazis. He's, 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 like, he's, he's using a public health care cost. Yeah, I, you know, exactly. He's like, but like I, he's you know, definitely on Medicaid. It's <laughs> definitely, you know, because no you say like they can do whatever the hell they want. There is a private, private gym that can do whatever they want. But there's a point at which you're like, okay, so where does this really end? Do you cut off their power? Do you cut off like, you know, at and a private company, you know, I mean, they get sort of subsidies and all sorts yeah. of shit from the government. But Sprint, T-Mobile, what if T-Mobile said Richard Spencer cannot have in an internet connection on his phone through us? At what point do you stop punishing somebody for their noxious views? And I think Richard Spencer's views are beyond yeah. Noxious, mm -hmm. but where where does that end? And I, I don't know. I really don't yeah. really answer that question. I think we should generally stick to pointing out when people are just stupid and laughing at right. them. Yeah. Like I just I just keep Amen. thinking about how like Steve Bannon's now going to Europe, and I'm like, this is the same Steve Bannon who went to Alabama and then bragged about how he went to Harvard, which is better than the University of Alabama. <laughs> and lo and behold, Alabama elected a Democrat, and I'm like, go forth to Europe. Even, and then you know, Richard's his name is funny now, though. It's true. With him out of power, just so many shirts. Steve, Steve Bannon. <laughs> it sounds it's but, amusing. You know, and Richard Spencer going to Auburn and being like, we should ban football, and I'm like, all right, yeah. and then getting chased off campus, and I'm. Like the logical yeah. is that a true story? That is a true story. They're he like, you know, to... they're like, you know what? We really hate black people, but we'd like football too. So we're mixed <laughs> on like, this, Richard. Like, Richard, I, I, feel, I feel as if like the the issue, oh, you know, God. the relationship between the SEC race and football is a complex one. Uh, but Richard it's pretty Spencer, straightforward, I think. yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> he united I, everybody. No, no, Richard issue, Spencer, yeah. like the moment, like literally, he was like, we should ban football because that's how all these black people are on campus, and and literally all of your Auburn was actually. Said I mean, I'm not like, surprised that like, Richard Spencer <laughs> no. is usually so nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually said, like... he was like, that's why all these black people are on campus. And <laughs> literally, it's, it's so funny because you can see like the people in the crowd who were not already angry were like, 
Fuck yeah. this guy. <laughs> this is this like you'll take the kick six from my dead hands. <laughs> I I, wa- I almost want to have a, a conversation about free speech, but maybe maybe let's look. Let's what are, what are some of the other things that we were going to try to well, talk yeah, about yeah, today? Yeah, we yeah. haven't gotten to. Yeah, we we were going to talk about the Michael Cohen thing. I don't think there's anything really interesting there. No, you I think tape, this is a better conversation. You tape Donald Trump. You actually had the tapes. That's that's great. But tape, no yeah. one cares because this isn't particularly yeah. interesting because there's probably not going to be any charges there. Um, it looks like Julian Assange uh, may get kicked out of the Ecuadorian sure. embassy where he's been hiding out for years. Yeah. Which apparently, there was an interesting article, um, I, I think it was the New Yorker a couple of years ago, where it talked about how like someone like went and interviewed him. Uh-huh. And, you know, not necessarily interesting just for being Julian Assange, but just for the fact that, like, you are not supposed to be in one place for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. And, like, the degree to which that has affected Julian Assange, but also the fact that WikiLeaks... I <laughs> he think... was kind of like that before, well, by the yeah. way. Well, <laughs> Just for the and, record. And also, I, you know, I, I was interested to see how WikiLeaks was the one being like, how did CNN get these recorded tapes of Michael Cohen? And I was yeah. like, oh, they got something that they maybe weren't supposed to have? Oh, my gosh. But Do you then know I... where they got it from, Michael Cohen? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I also think, though, you know, I, I like movies that come out too early. And I th- always think about that Benedict Cumberbatch movie, The Fifth Estate. Um, the world needs to know. No, it no, because there was a moment. There's also a Snowden movie uh-huh. where yeah. I'm like, you need I'll to wait. Like yeah. you, you need to wait. If you're gonna make a biopic, like wait, like. Ten years mm, at yeah. least mm. before you know. I didn't, did you see the Cumberbatch movie? I've see seen ten yeah. minutes of it, and <laughs> yeah. it's Benedict Cumberbatch trying to do an Australian, a, accent. An Australian yeah. accent, and you're like, yeah, it, it's not. Yeah. I can't believe I'm in Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Crocky is actually in London, <laughs> in, in Ecuador. Do you, got, actually, do you got any secrets? That's, that's, kind of, that's, that's actually an outstandingly yeah. good Australian oh, yeah, accent. Thank you. So, so, but it's serious. I love secrets. But it's serious, lovely. Serious question here because <laughs> if, if in fact he is thrown out of the Ecuadorian embassy, yeah. very likely the UK picks him up, who sure. apparently had a guy stationed outside of the yep. embassy for a while, maybe doesn't now, but believes they can get him. Yeah. I, I suspect at this point. Ecuador just seems to be kind of sick of having dude in there and kind of wanted him. You know, you know, the, it, it, there, yeah. there's been a lot of reporting that he's annoying and they cut his internet off and there's all yeah. sorts of things like that. I, yeah. But the all, the other thing that I was thinking about when I saw this story initially was that does does the government of Ecuador, which is not as extreme as the Rafael Correa government, but it's yeah. the same party, and weirdly enough, the the, <laughs> the leader of Ecuador's first name is Lenin, Lenin Moreno, and it is there something that when um. Julian Assange started like showing up on Sean Hannity's show and started becoming a little more of this kind of pet of the yeah. alt right. That Lenin Moreno was like, you know what, fuck this guy. Well, like, well, I, it, I, it, I, I, I guess he had to weigh his anti-Americanism versus you know his pet, pet of the alt right and and specifically pet of Donald Trump, who declared that I love WikiLeaks. So, yeah. Um. The the real the question I was getting ready to yeah. building up to ask to the extent I still have the capacity to do such things is. There is the possibility that he gets extradited to the United States um, if, in fact, the United States is interested in bringing some charges. And, I mean, we we all remember, I'm sure, Mike Pompeo talking about WikiLeaks as a a hostile agent Yeah, uh, not too long ago. This would be a bizarre situation. Oh, absolutely. You think so? He's... 
if he pardon our payo, like at this point, Assange would just be like, but I love you, Trump. And then he'd yeah. pardon him. Like, that's all, how this all he needs is flattery and yeah. the fact that they both really like Vladimir Putin. So, um, so but, whatever, whatever tension there might be I, with respect to prosecuting but, but look, a, an organization for publishing. Keep in, keep in mind that Julian Assange was that. in England prior to this um, yeah. charge in Sweden, which has been effectively yeah. thrown out, uh -huh. and he was hanging around a frontline club and was not being extradited, um, it might not happen. That's, okay. that's yeah. the point. And another thing is that if it does happen, they have a very, very difficult case to make. Because Julian Assange can can make a pretty good case that, you know, as the someone who's receiving these materials, I'm effectively no different than the New York Times. And, right. and you want to pro prosecute me, you should prosecute all of them, too. Right. That's a hairy thing that they don't... But Assange is also very good in this kind of... Michael Moore way that before every Michael Moore film he says they're trying to get me they're trying to, like no one and the studio's like kind of in league with this they're like they're trying to like get in and everyone gets crazy about it and it's like it's not true mm. and Assange ha is an incredible carnival barker this way is that you know if I, if I go outside I'm going to get arrested I'm going to go back to prison <laughs> you know might, might happen I mean the rape yeah. charges that's yeah, but like, come on mate no, but fucking rape you know yeah, that's gone but yeah. that's gone is, yeah. that, is that you know it, it, and that was a kind of an interesting shift too is that Assange who was you know Know, hero of I would I wouldn't say the far left but the kind of not the mainstream left and the same thing is true of the right now yeah. and he's had this sort of sort of shift and in that shift was people saying kind of in the Me Too era of like oh wait a second he's hiding there because he was accused of rape mm -hmm. yeah and then he referred to um, Sweden as the Saudi Arabia of feminism yeah. didn't really land very well with no. his traditional allies yeah it, it, it turns he out he alienates a lot of people it, it turns out Julian Assange kind of a jerk he's also an anti-Semite <laughs> yeah too. yeah there, there's that too uh, it, it's interesting yeah. to see yeah. like yeah. I feel as if I that there's so, a yeah. moment in which I can you, you, that you take a person and you kind of basically turn them into this tabula rasa and like you just project <laughs> things on them and the yeah. left did with Assange and the right did with Assange and I'm like the issue is Assange did it with himself of yeah. just being you know yeah. himself well I think the first time I met Assange before the um, helicopter tape came out really yeah at a hotel collateral uh, murder collateral murder yeah isn't enough thumb in the scale on that <laughs> I mean it was but you know come on um, that, <laughs> which, which Sean Hannity did not like at the time yeah I didn't like it at the oh, time no. but no he now it's his his favorite it's movie. His boy, yeah, yeah. Um, and he gave a talk about uh, Guantanamo, which <laughs> he compared. Uh, he said, you know, there's a guard tower at Guantanamo, and it has some, you know, silly phrase on it, like you know, freedom, everlasting freedom, oh, whatever God. the hell it is. And he compared Enduring it, freedom, probably. Yeah, and he compared it to Auschwitz. He's like, it's just like Auschwitz, Arbeit hmm. Machfrei in Cuba. And I was like, yeah, it's really not the same thing, but okay, <laughs> you know, because because you know, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed has gained weight. I mean, that's. <laughs> Like, just for the, I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, I just thought it was a no fat jokes. But by the way, if that as, profane as comparison was, knew that's was why made, I was laughing. Yes, of course. Because yeah, you know, you make that kind of profane comparison. I was like, this guy is just really is not. He doesn't have. Uh, he's not playing with a full deck here. Yeah, I mean, he's just a weird, weird dude whose politics uh, never made a ton of sense to me. Well, you know, I don't I mean, think they made a ton of sense to him. You know? That that's fine. So. I mean, we we pretty much we pretty much blew through everything that was on the list. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, we we that, quit while we were ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Unless anybody's really yeah. burning. Yeah, Jane's yeah. already out halfway out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am not. You got you got a train to catch. You I do. Train. She's like literally putting her rollerblades on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where those came from. I hadn't seen so rollerblades in a while. I was about to make yeah. a movie reference, and then I was like, you know what? Not that one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know a movie you're talking about. Yeah. Um, is there 
any parting thoughts or or stories? Anything you read this week that you desperately wanted mm. to talk about? I, I recently just literally just read an uh, opinion column about James Baldwin that I really wanted to like and then didn't. Oh no. shit! That's yeah. all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, you know, we we used, just let me down. There was there was a time when we used to reserve the space for uh, some idiot wrote. Sure, that's true. But I I don't have that right now. I yeah. actually read a a piece from WBUR Boston Station, yeah. Boston um, Radio, and uh, I didn't realize they were doing long form journalism, uh, print journalism now. But it was about um, uh, military veterans who are really sick of. Um, Sports, yes, commoditization Major League there's a there's the a movement uh, within I think Major League Baseball and some with the NFL to like stop the commodification of the military. Yeah, which and, is good. And it wasn't just like a cheap, you know, kind of like we spoke to two people kind of thing. It was actually a very thoroughly researched piece, mm-hmm. uh, which some with some pretty uh, detailed interviews. And as somebody who's part of a military family myself, who uh, was also personally affected by 9/11, I've long felt that um the you know interruptions in the seventh inning of baseball games and the long drawn out um military recruitment uh obvious uh, staged uh performances before NFL games have been kind of gross um hmm. and this isn't to say I don't love America and I don't think that we need a national uh you know that we don't need a national defense service I think we do but I think that it's Great that some military service people are willing to say, this isn't for us. You know, you're not you're not doing this for us. You're doing this for the whole military, you know, system that has nothing to do the with phrase it. military industrial complex. All right, I'm military not going to uh, judge yeah. you. They're, 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 you're doing this for a, a thing that continues to keep the war machine going. That keeps everyone ignoring the fact that we've now uh, we're a full generation into the war in Afghanistan. All right, we are literally huh. we are literally fighting Taliban who weren't born on 9/11. That's yeah. we're literally doing that right now. We're getting to the like there are people huh. who's parents fought in Afghanistan and now their children are fighting yeah. in Afghanistan. In huh. Afghanistan, for God's sake. So I do appreciate and, and and again it's 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 the kind of thing that people get very very sensitive about and they say, well, all it is is a small gesture. It's a small it's a small moment where everyone's being asked to kind of doff their caps and and say thank you, but that's not what it is. It mm. is an advertisement for the military industrial complex and it's good to see that some military service people are like this isn't for us. I wish you didn't do it. Huh. Uh, okay, Bukharin. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna fall. I, I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm gonna tell you what not to. What not to uh, read that piece. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm gonna tell you what not to uh, to uh, listen to. I uh, wasted a few days uh, in the background. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, uh, Gimlet Media does fantastic podcast. Um, did this fantastic one called uh, Crime Town. Um, which I really enjoyed about uh, about Rhode Island fucking gangsters, dude. Oh, wow. it. It's very, very good. But the guy who did it um, uh, has a follow-up, which I was uh, excited. It's Zach Stewart Pontier, a uh, fantastically pretentious name. And um, I was excited to, to listen to it. It's called the RFK Tapes. And it was about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. Um, and it I listened to the trailer, and it hinged on these tapes uh, of Sirhan Sirhan, et cetera. And um, uh, I was talking about the conspiracy theorists that sort of grew up around this. People just think of the the the, the Kennedy assassination in Dallas, uh, l- less so, but the conspiracies around the Ambassador Hotel. And I was excited about this because this is a big company. Yeah. It, it actually indulges the conspiracy theory the entire time, which is so bananas that he starts talking to this guy who is a conspiracy theorist who's written a book about it. 
and the guy becomes the co-host halfway through it and is reading you know how they do this on commercials we don't do uh, on podcasts we don't do this because we don't we don't do ads but you know how you read the ads the host yeah the conspiracy theorist is reading the ads he's reading the ads with the the host and they um have put together this podcast that I was very excited to listen to, which is so much nonsense that it's it's it actually made me mad. Nothing has made me angry like this in a long time. I was like shuffling around the house, like you know, cleaning up and going, that's not actually true. That's not true. The polka dot dress girl, that's nonsense. So um uh, love so, those guys so, over Gimlet, but so you're but, saying not to listen to this yes, or do listen to I'm giving okay. a recommendation for something you shouldn't listen to. Okay. Because look, Gimlet, I I, I did it on the strength of their their previous um, stuff, which and they they do very very good stuff, and I don't know how the hell they let, let this one slip through. Hmm. So, anyway. uh, so Jane, what do you hate? Uh, what, what do I hate? Or oh, like, I hate, or like, I hate or like. lots of things. Yeah. Um, thing I like, um, I really like Haley Bird's reporting over at the Weekly Standard. Uh, she wrote a piece this week uh, poking holes, um, you know, on the uh, the res- result of some of the uh, FISA. Warrant information that was declassified last weekend, mm-hmm. poking holes in the Nunez memo, mm-hmm. which is things you know I'm always interested in because I mean you include my two favorite things, FISA warrants uh-huh. and memos. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah. no, her piece is great, and it's one of those things where I'm like, this is great, and this is going to make a lot of people on the right very angry. Um, also, and, and I, what was the specific claim in there? Basically, that, was, uh, that, was that the, the Nunez memo, where it kept saying like, no one told them that the you know the Steele dossier was politically motivated. And like yes, it clearly did. Right, right <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. In I think writing. The, the 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 specific claim they kept trying to make seemed like what was a specific claim in the document that they didn't say it was prepared by like the Clinton campaign or so, something. Yeah, it was like something that. like that. But, but it, it, did it, say it very clearly did. It very clearly it like, said yes, explicitly this, is... this was prepared in order to try and denigrate yeah, candidate. Exactly. Candidate one, who is in fact also the guy who's going to yeah. be president. Who is in fact not so, Trump. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The and, other one is like, oh my God, they're attacking <laughs> Gary Johnson. <laughs> um, so I think her reporting is great and her yeah. writing was great. Um, things I hate, though, mm-hmm. would have to be when certain members of Congress get very worried about warrantless wiretapping and then reapprove, you know, Section 702 well, of, you yeah. know, yeah. FISA and yeah. other yeah. things. There's that's that. bad. Then that sucks. That, that I also don't it's like bad. it when certain other other members of Congress yeah. named like Pand Rawl yeah. say things <laughs> that they're super opposed to like spying on stuff and then eventually yeah. give in. That's I will, bad. I will Speaking say about the Nunez, uh, not the Nunez memo, but about the, the, the FISA. So this was the FISA application mm-hmm. docs that were, that came out what, Friday of Saturday, last week? Saturday. Or Saturday last week. Um, it, one of the things that did sort of stand out and I, I saw um, reported in a few different places was that it seemed that there was there's obviously a lot of stuff that is still totally classified yeah. and blacked out in those documents but that the primary thing that they were relying upon was in fact the steel dossier for the most part, in if, order to get that. But it's not clear because so much it's of it was classified. Not that entirely it's like, clear. You know, if but, you had like a third of a song yeah. and you're like, well, a lot of this part is really reliant on this one particular sample, but I you've just, only got a third of the song. It's hard but to Camille, imagine. They though, need given 10 the, pieces of evidence. I'm just saying, given, <laughs> the, like, given, the, given the number yeah. of things that have leaked and yeah. given the fact yeah. that the document does in fact say that this was prepared in order to denigrate yeah. said candidate yeah. and the fact that we know that it was paid for, I mean, it's not like the the 
they actually went out and did these investigations on their own. Yeah. It does make me wonder about the thinness of the evidence that one is able to bring to bear in order to get those that applications rubber, that rubber approved. Yeah. And yeah. and that is the thing that still doesn't What is it, like 90 doesn't odd percent out to me. of uh, yeah. FISA warrants are approved? It's like yeah. absurdly and, high. But then and, not and the that renewals, many warrants are brought up in the first place. I, yeah. I don't yeah. doubt that. But yeah. the renewals, I would imagine that it yeah. becomes, okay, so you didn't find anything yet. So so what are we doing here? Yeah. And, and it just doesn't, I'm not sure if there's any there there. I don't yeah. know if, if we removed all of that black that we wouldn't find out. There have been so many leaks. It's hard to believe that we wouldn't have some inkling of what was going on behind the scenes. Maybe it's that it would say explicitly that this particular person who works as Vladimir Putin's secretary said, oh, yeah, he's over here all the time. We totally love him. Yeah. You know, he's the guy. I do maybe think, not. I you know, know, one thing with like spe- this specifically with the Mueller investigation is like uh-huh. a lot of people have leaked. Mm-hmm not the Mueller investigation so much. Because it's generally like, you know, we're going to bring charges against these 12 Russians. Uh-huh. You knew nothing oh, about Mueller, it. Mueller's thing's yeah. tight. He's well, got his, I mean, he's that's got his people thing. in line. And that's the thing. It's like, it almost would be more helpful if he did leak more, because then you could be like, ah, we can pay attention to this. We know what's happening, sort of. Because, you know, the White House leaks all the time, but generally it's someone telling Vanity Fair's Gabriel Sherman, like, he doesn't like John Kelly. And then like six <laughs> months later, like, he still doesn't like John Kelly. Yeah, But like... You know, I I think that it it's just it's we don't know. I think this is, I feel like this warrant application and this entire issue is gonna be the kind of thing we come back in five years like oh mm, yeah. now it makes sense. I feel like I'm like a third of the way through the movie Memento and I'm like yeah. wait what? <laughs> yeah. Where's the payoff here? It turns just, out you killed the guy halfway <laughs> through the movie. I, it kind of makes sense to me now. I don't know that in five years I I'm. I think people will have a hard time believing that they believe as much as they yeah. believe. Five years ago. Does that make sense? I'm going to be a bee farmer upstate. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Well, we have to get out of here soon. Okay. I will say the the perhaps the most important thing that I learned today. Yeah. What's that? Is that RFK Stadium? I had no idea that that was Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. you got to be kidding You me. didn't know what that? Is, what did you think it was? I don't know. I've been there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've wait, been wait, there wait, 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 wait. Can I call a timeout here? Yeah. You didn't know that RFK <laughs> Stadium was Robert F. Kennedy <laughs> Stadium. Who did you think RFK was? I didn't know. Did you think it was like the really fucking killer stadium? <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what did you think it was? I don't know. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. No, why, uh, is we, anyone I, still playing? Camille's from, from D.C. That's true. Yeah. No, I, where, where in D.C. are you from? Well, so I was born at Howard University Hospital. I, I lived, lived down in the street from there. I live, on, right? I live at a, yeah. like 9th and P. So up, you know how 9th goes up past Florida? Yeah, I, I, I know oh. you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, you uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, but, I, in fairness, it was a really, really, really long time until I realized that the Beatles <laughs> incorporated the word beat in it. Uh, and that's why they spelled it that way. You didn't see? You didn't it's, think about it. It's a, it's a pun. It yeah, was always a pun. The beat, just, it's the Beatles. It's yeah. just a bug. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's the a Beatles. Bug. No, it's a bug, but it's also beat music. Yeah. I was Dude, also... You're I was blowing my mind I was right also now. super surprised to find out that Freddie Mercury was gay and he was in a band called Queen. Are you Queen. kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I, no he was bisexual. To be Fred, clear. It was a different time. You had to do that. If you're, <laughs> it was like ninety-five, an Ar- five. An Iranian from Zanzibar or whatever he was. That, yeah. that, that is true. He yeah. was exactly. from he was, Zanzibar. He was a Zoroastrian. Yeah. Zoroastrian. Yeah. yeah. Which grudgingly, you know, grudgingly Zoroastrian is some fascinating religion. The good god Ahura Mazda. It's yeah. one of our oldest religions. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I remember like learning about it and being like. This, this checks it's out. Kind of, it's kind of a pre-Christian I thing. Really, uh, yeah, yes, it, it was. It yeah. There are a lot of 
Zoroastrian elements to which you're like, oh, this kind of gets reflected later in like later Christian texts. Yeah. Was there, and Freddy's, was there... Freddy's first name was Farouk. I don't remember his last yeah. name, but good. I like when we turn to the, theology. The, was there? <laughs> was, do that. Was there something in um, the sacred texts about wearing leotards and having <laughs> half a microphone stand? Actually, hey, Freddie yes. was the greatest, greatest, you know, front. big, you know, front vocalist of a of a big yeah. stadium rock band. Oh, for I sure. Mean, uh, that, that's, that's the one. The most important thing I think anyone should get is that everyone should go listen to Queen live at Wembley. Oh, yeah. Where he just randomly starts just doing like, Deo, and everyone's like, yep, we're in. Let's yeah. do it. We, you know, the, you know, his live at, the Live at Montreal DVD oh, is when God. they really rock out. Oh, yeah. That, that, Dragon the, Attack? Yeah. Oh, like, so, like and he's wearing like short shorts and no shirt. You're like, <laughs> yes. 7980, it's before they get electronic. It's yeah. very rock and roll. And also, you're the moment where you're like, I could see why everyone would want to have sex with this man. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So we, we should probably get out of here. Yeah. We've yeah. got to catch a train. I do. Um, I do want to say, I mean, since we're hey, giving we're out album album, album rec- recommendations, yeah. the new Migos album, you know, like, I hadn't really listened to it, but I've spent a lot of time listening to it. There's a lot of songs to like yeah. on there. Right. And there's a lot of great stuff on there. Moynihan, they they know how to make a bop. It. Sure. It's true. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, will you really? I'll check it out. Will you? Yeah. Really? yeah. Actually check it out. Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll, I'm a little old school. I mean, yeah. this morning I was listening to Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, yeah. Mecca and the Soul Brother. Wow. Great yeah. record. Well, so, Jane, I, I am a little Jane we've enjoyed your company. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. There, Thank you so much are, for having me. There are many things for us still yet to discuss. I hope you'll return. I will. I will. And I hope you will advocate internally at at Vox for them to hire a, a libertarian yes. expert person who understands what those people are thinking. Yes. Because I think they're interested. Tim Lee there? Sorry. Used to be. Used yes. to be. He's now anywhere. somewhere else. Okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, either that or we're just going to, tr- I'm just going to try to get us to merge with reason and have like the most confusing huh. newsroom ever. <laughs> Vox yeah. Reason. Just Call me- it Vizem. <laughs> yeah. Just me and CJ Ciramella just Call being like, treason. yeah, <laughs> cops are bad. I'm, fu- I'm fine with that. Sounds fine. I didn't even get to tell the story about how I got pulled over going home. Uh, Fuck, man. That's in a the, special dispatch. In the back of an Uber. Hey, can I can I just say this? Because I don't want you to... <laughs> really I, I mean, we need this the next episode. Yeah. But you're writing about it, aren't you? Uh, we'll see. You'll see. You know, we'll see. save it for when Matt's back. Yeah. Matt's, like Matt, three uh, plainclothes officers surround the Uber I'm in. Yeah, yeah. This is twelve fifty at night. You can't do this now. But outside no, but, of the home. But everybody, wait to the next one. I Camille, mean, just some Camille, real shit. Camille, um, is you, as somebody who's uh, told me for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you're not black. Yes, that is it's true. Camille. I don't we'll, we'll explain this as we're walking out. This is all the uh, things that J- Jane we hadn't talked about. Yeah, you didn't have the opportunity. I'm just wondering. Do you think you're black now? <laughs> After you're surrounded by three plainclothes cops, and- find out next time. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Only in bed stuff. The answer yeah. to that question is ain't nothing changed, man. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. It's okay. all the same. All but right. it is, it is really is a really interesting interesting story. So yeah, we'll come no, back. we are absolutely right. going to touch on that. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll address this cliffhanger. Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Right. Thank you, Jane. Bye. 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 We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse. The